0: Bailey Mitkiff, WIC. Jake Milne, WIC.
1: Outstanding. The levels look great, and I appreciate you both joining us today. And I wanted to get right into the meat of it right away because it is it is something I think it's going to be an ongoing topic. I want to be on the forefront of it. wanted to bring you guys in to talk a little bit about the... Uh, radioactive cover story on Rolling Stone and of course that means it's going to hit the youth and it's going to create a whole new conversation about energy and just based on those keywords alone do you too know what I'm talking about and what kind of uh comments are we in for today
2: <laughs> I mean we always enjoy the comments Jason but uh I mean that kind of puts it on a weird thing. And actually, the first thing that comes to my mind, you know, uh, Jake and I were actually having uh, some dinner last night, you know, the regular hamburger chat. And uh, we discussed how on December 23rd, I think it was a Monday, there was uh, an article brought up that uh, Pavilion, Wyoming was a big discussion for some time. It's actually been uh, an ongoing investigation until they finally closed it that day. Uh, about fracking and contaminated water Uh, it's it's pretty interesting to find out that this investigation started in 2008 and had a lot of uh, various uh, topics that came with it but they concluded that uh, it was not contaminated because of fracking which was quite an interesting thing to talk about because it's always something that's brought up right
1: well to me the word radioactive oil and gas wastewater is is going to be used in all kinds of signs it's uh you know it's 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 going to be played on and that seems to be the thrust and the the bulk or the 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 core I should say of what this narrative is trying to be and I look at it as a narrative because I haven't seen any of the science yet that's been proven but Jake do you do you have any comments on this as far as uh how they're treating this and the story that's come out on this and have you heard any comments from people in the industry I
0: haven't heard a whole as far, it's just pushing the same agenda as always, right? Uh, just like uh, with Pavilion, it for years it was, it was, oh, the water's bad and it's all because the oil and gas companies and you know spent millions and millions of dollars. I think DEQ spent $1.2 million investigating this, and, uh, and here it is. It turns out, well, actually, uh, EPA was wrong, now the state took over, and, and DEQ says, well, this is what really. Happened. Uh, it, they're, they're saying that it's uh, PVC particles. In the in the first investigation, is common uh, in the uh, when you go to a. It's a common. Uh, what am I looking for, Bailey? The what did the report say? No, Some, it, it was it contaminant was contaminant. Yeah, in, in a in their um, w- the lab that was originally hired to do it, and it. That's no one wants to see that when you're on the other side of the agenda, right? But I think it's it's something that we're gonna continue to see and it's it's not gonna stop. It's it's pushing that agenda, right? It's just it's all bad. We've all had this conversation multiple times.
2: It's the word, right? It 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 develops a a toxic taste in your mouth just on how it's been presented for so long.
0: Right. The resonation with the audience you're pushing for.
2: Exactly, exactly. And I mean and I'm not gonna say names, but I mean like pavilion wyoming and this specific oil and gas company you know they come in and uh they take care of this i think it's 12 miles is this field alone and uh they find themselves you know getting pushback from smaller people i mean when you start looking at a small town like that with a very large company other things come to mind i mean you know are are we getting the uh compensation we deserve you know i mean a lot of variables come to that and different feelings people have which i think kind of started this whole conversation i think the whole thing actually started in 2008 when they felt that it had a weird tinge slash taste to it as well as a smell you know and then this whole thing took off from there
0: well the funniest part uh i was talking with my cousin he was he worked for that company when this all happened and, and he worked for the, co- the small company that uh, operated the field before it was bought out. And it was never an issue. And then uh, what it all, his opinion on that particular one was that it all came down to the surface rights. So then the, the big company came in and, and uh, a few people got upset about uh, not getting their extra slice of the pie when the big dogs came in. And that's where it all started from and it escalated from there. But the radioactive uh, oil where where are they claiming this is is coming from (laughs) i have to do the search on that
1: well and that's where i was looking at this is i i haven't completely read the rolling stone story and i feel like i'm a little bit out of sorts by saying that because i i didn't see i skimmed it and i didn't see like any links to any studies or anything along those lines and so i have to go back and uh, re- revisit that story, but I did look at the one from the Texas Standard, which came out a day or two later after the uh, Rolling Stone story. And I'd like to know your guys' opinion on this because the Texas Standard is pretty much like an NPR or a, a PBS of of Texas. They're a public, right? Yeah, they're they're like a yeah a a public you know communication entity. So they're supposed to be neutral. They're supposed to be you know that sort of thing. They always have the the, the label if you're in the public uh, communications that you're you know you're a left leaning liberal type of a of a thing, and whether that's true or not is irrelevant. But that's that's usually the label. The story certainly makes it seem like it's true because just the by the way, Texas Standard, the national daily news show of Texas. Okay, and. Okay the headline just to me is, is so loaded that if, if you read the headline alone, you don't even want to read the story. Like you don't want your day to go in any more depressed because the hidden danger of radioactive oil and gas wastewater. I mean, it's got the word hidden in there. It's got the word danger in there. It's got Fukushima radioactive Chernobyl in there. It's got, I mean, it's got oh, wow. everything you could possibly need in there. So when, when, what bothers me here is when, when public dollars and I'm sure that they've gotten some support from an oil and gas company at the Texas Standard, trust me, if they're like an NPR, they're getting support from energy companies. This is starting to happen more and more is what I'm getting at. People, right. people in the industry have, the people they've been supporting over the last five years seem to be really turning on them right now. Anyway, I, that's, that's, all, that, that's my long question what, what? statement, diatribe.
2: Let let me shoot from the hip here, Jason, you know, because I mean, obviously, uh, I've spent my whole career in oil and gas. I I try to say oil and gas industry because there's not really an oil and gas section, you know, and Jake has pretty much as well. And I'm guessing, and just correct me if I'm wrong since I haven't read the article, but I will right when I get off the phone with you because this is intriguing. I'm assuming it's making people sick or it's whatever it is they're trying to justify. In the terms of that, I would have to guess. Is that is that what I'm taking?
1: Well, all I know is from the from the Texas standard one that I was reading. Okay, like I said, I skimmed the Rolling Stone Stone one talking about the the looking for the actual study itself because I, unlike, I don't like to read what the politicians read. I like to read what the scientists read. I don't I don't get into the right. briefs. I like to read the step further and actually look <laughs> at the data. Yay. Yeah. Um, but when I looked at the Texas Standard one, you know, they tried to do the local story in Texas, this and that. And so, I, I, okay, I, let me read a couple quotes here from the story of the Texas Standard where, um, we don't know if this is connected to radioactivity, he says, but it would be fantastic if certain health agencies would start examining this issue. And the, I mean, just these, so that right there says there's no story. Right. That that says there's there's and so the rest of everything leading up to it, there's no story, so there's no reason to go to print. There's no reason to put this out there, but what this is doing is it allows activists, it allows people that are on the same page as this narrative to now email it to the politicians and representatives and say, "See, look at this guy." When he was cornered by a politician, or I'm sorry, by a reporter, and the reporter wanted an ethical answer, the guy said, well, yeah, of course, you know, let's be transparent. So that, that to me is what's happening here, is that people, just average people now are getting caught up in gotcha stuff, and then it's being used against them. Anyway, I, can you tell I get passionate about this?
2: That was very passionate. I liked it. I mean, I was all about it. I mean, everything's bigger in Texas. Maybe that's why he got so compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, another thing. You know, the what doesn't have radioactivity in it anymore? I mean, you're That's if true. you like to go shooting your guns, you're getting a little bit of radioactivity every time you pull the trigger. Every time you you heat up a burrito in the My-cal-wave, microwave, you're getting radioactivity. I there's so much out there that it. it in the fact that they can't point to a study and I'm actually skimming the Rolling Stone article right now. It's uh, yeah, I don't see any kind of studies in there. I see them referencing some, uh, some EPA regulations and stuff like that, but they, where is the factual basis behind it? And it's because it's just all pushing the agenda. I mean, it's not going to stop. It continues to go. And that's why we got to stay proactive in, in combating this. And, and you know what if there's a problem let's let's deal with that problem absolutely but uh th- throwing uh throwing accusations without uh anything to uh back up the where you're you're coming from doesn't make much sense to me at all
1: so i um i, I emailed a colleague of mine actually he's a regular on the program and we did it off the record because you know i didn't want to get his name muddied up in it and that sort of thing. He likes to keep a clean profile. But I I sent him the Texas Standard article that is titled The Hidden Danger of Radioactive Oil and Gas Wastewater. And I said, you see, this is an example of using an article from a popular publication like the Rolling Stone allowing your local news stories to to do a story based on that which is all based on loose science but what it's doing is is allowing the shift all of a sudden to become not an energy debate but but a public health debate which worked in colorado that's what i'm seeing and that's what's really bothering me so I, I I just I, I want to ask your guys' opinion on that. Do, do you think this is turning into a public health debate, or am I just a chicken little right here?
2: Nope, you're dead on. I actually had a conversation with Jack Hamlin, and I know you've had him on the podcast. He's, uh, I want to say, the president of Summit Engineering. And uh, he was talking to me as well on the basis of Wyoming and how we're starting to see the same transition that they saw in Colorado with the Prop One Ninety One Eighty Two and all the issues they're fighting. And he said, quote-unquote, that we need to be even more proactive than we already are because he already saw the first two things that Wyoming has done are the first two things that Colorado did before they're in the current situation they are now. So everybody's transitioning to this. It's one of them classic things like uh, – uh, here's a good comparison. So everything comes back to water a lot of times, right? I mean, water is – it's most of the planet, Uh In the state of Wyoming, as of, I want to say it was 2008, they changed the laws to where a landowner, these old ranch folk, that an old windmill, you know, that pumps water for their cattle, they can't legally repair that windmill. They have to get certified, which I found absolutely crazy because they own the land and everything on it. They can tell a sheriff or somebody of the sorts to get off the property, but they can't make sure to maintain maintain anything on it. which i found utterly crazy but they're running out of things to combat and chase i mean they've got to get creative which i support a lot of it when they justify it but a lot of times it's like you said you're you're not ridiculous it's exactly what they're doing and just to circle back to the fact that you stated you know the oil and gas guys were probably involved financially with a lot of this stuff i mean it happens all the time just like we were talking about pavilion uh That oil and gas company, yeah, they say they may have caused all this, but nobody notates that they paid out over 1.5 million initially just to do the test to ensure that it wasn't a problem. That wasn't a big highlight. And the lawsuits that they
0: paid that probably uh, shouldn't uh, have—they shouldn't have had to pay, but they paid it just to keep the peace with the community. Um, I think that uh, it's going to continue and. Like Jack said at the uh, mixer the the other day. Yeah, it was actually
2: the Powder River Rising. You missed out, by the way, Jason. It was a good time. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you
0: know, he said we're we're already way behind because all these uh, activist groups they they've been working on this for 20, 30 years, and uh, oil and gas really uh, just stayed in limbo and, and kept moving forward and working until the last say ten years when it, it's really More exploded. Less. Yeah, or less, and, and now uh, people are starting to get active, and but like you said, we are way behind compared to everything that they've been doing for the last 30 years to try and put an end to our industry.
1: So, so Jake, what's the answer there? Because, you know, there's the same message I was saying last summer at the uh, Energy Expo in Gillette, Wyoming, talking about, I mean... I got daggers stared through me at a panel because I brought this up this summer. Said I, I don't know what's going on, but we're not connecting. The, um, the The average person thinks that energy comes from the light switch and the circuit breaker, not from you know an actual energy source like whether it be oil and gas or coal or wherever. They just assume it comes from the light switch, and 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 I, then you know we start to see some of these groups and some of these. Uh, activists and and that sort of thing happen and then we turn around and Colorado broomfields putting out a new one Colorado rising and now New Mexico's even having some signs that they're looking at uh, uh, taking you know putting some restrictions on the oil and gas industry by the way a third of their state budget comes from oil and gas and the the governors boy. She, better be careful there how they proceed on that on that one but do you know what i mean how how can we get mobilized because i i i want to see the industry stick around and not self-implode
0: well i think first of all the most important thing is to uh just uh you get to destroy the ar- argument with facts and if uh if there's an issue and it's brought up well that's great let's talk about the facts how are we going to get to uh whether if this is truly an issue, let's look at the facts, how are we gonna fix it? But to get mobilized, uh, I've, I've told you before, I think that it, it starts with the education. Uh, just like your story of moving to North Dakota, wanting to protest and, and wow, I, I actually like this industry and look at the good things they're doing and look at you now. Uh, you know, I think it's gonna start with uh, education, whether it be uh, with uh, kids or, uh, young kids getting into college and and uh, you know they're, they're getting told what uh, what their liberal arts professors telling them and and that's not necessarily true it's just because they're typically not everyone but a lot of them are very left-leaning and and' uh, they're, they're preaching this this agenda and so I think that as long as uh, everyone stays active and, and out in the in, in the industry and, and in the spotlight let let it be shown that uh, we're not afraid to uh, it, to say this is what we stand for, and, and uh, again, like I've said many times with with you, even on the last uh, time we talked, it, was, it, it all comes down to you know, facts are always going to overcome the agenda because if the uh, the agenda doesn't have facts and it just has feeling, facts will always win, and to stay mobilized it's going to be in the education getting out there teaching these these young folks the, exactly what's going on here and, and there there's there's more to the story this is a, if you think about it of a of a earth type uh situation that what's out there in the news and, and the agenda that's just the crust we still got the mantle and the core to talk about
2: that's true head on
1: Bailey Midgift, Jake Milne with us, WIC. We're talking about just some recent news, primarily about the uh, Rolling Stone article about radioactive wastewater in the energy industry and how that uh, seems to be an ongoing narrative. You know, I'm looking at the 2020 election. I was talking to Kathleen Scama from the Western Energy Alliance earlier, and she, of course, does most things at a national level, um, dealing with a lot of the lobbying down in, in D.C., but she lives in Denver, so she's quite aware of what's going on in Colorado and quite aware of what's going on in Wyoming and New Mexico to the tune to where she actually referenced it in, in, her, in her national talk, if you will. Uh, do you guys see this being being used on a, on a national level to the degree it certainly is right now? I mean, last summer when I was... Speaking in Gillette, I spoke on how, you know, guys, we got to wake up here because two presidential candidates are having an open discussion about banning our industry. Now we got six uh, candidates, and it seems like it's it's being done not only from a bottom up, but a top down as well. It just seems really well orchestrated. So to, I guess, validate Jack's point too, they are really well organized, but I think it's coming from both sides, if you know what I mean. Do do you guys see that? I mean, because you guys are not in the industry but you are in the industry so you've got kind of one foot in and one foot out so you can see what's going on but also hear what's going outside of there too Do, does that make sense
2: yeah it does it does and i mean it, it, it is and it's going to get worse i mean it's it's a hot topic right now that's got a lot of traction on their behalf as well as ours and uh, i think we've just saw the tip of the iceberg i think it's really going to expand it's going to be a huge discussion and i mean It's all fine and dandy to have one, you know, KISS method answer for them to be like, let's shut it down and for us to say, let's keep it going. But, I mean, there's so many variables at play when we start talking about these things. I don't think in their discussion they touch that, you know. Okay, oh, so you want that and you're going to tell us why. But you're not going to explain, you know, the, the, the fix to do that. I mean, it's not something you can just halt. It's like you said, okay, yeah, so you turn on your light switch. You love that. You love all the items that you you have i mean your eye watches your phone whatever the case may be but yet what are what's the compensation if you're going to go this route i mean it's just it's wild wild yeah it's
0: going to continue that's for sure i think it's going to be a huge focus uh once uh once the democratic primary is over i think that that's going to be a huge focus when and uh a, bl- a good bat for bludgeoning the uh president sitting in office, I mean, that, they're going to push for that, and it's funny how much they talk about it up there beating each other up on stage, and I like to watch both sides of it just to get an idea of what's going on, I've watched a couple of the, the uh, Democratic debates, most of the time I end up shutting them off, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's funny to, to watch how how they can honestly sit up there and, and say that, you know, we're going to end this industry, and uh, that's very educated people too. Yeah, you you'd think that they would understand that it's not gonna happen that way.
1: Well and, and that's really what's so maddening about this is that it these are educated people, these are people with doctorates, and to stand up on a stage and recite the platitudes to the level that they're reciting is is quite dangerous. I mean to me it's it's akin to going into a crowded theater and shouting fire. I mean I was taught in the media we have certain responsibilities that there's a certain amount of public trust that we have to have within an ethics guideline and et cetera. I would think that the, some politicians would also have that because, well, Bailey, you're somewhat familiar with the political realm. I mean, you you know yeah. that it's very dangerous to get up there and start citing platitudes that are just outright Dangerous. I mean it's one thing to say, hey, let's, you know, let's try to solve the homeless problem. Everybody knows that's right. not going to happen. But you know what? We're we're gonna try our best and you know what? Until everybody's got a roof over the head, we're not gonna stop. And I get that that whole thing is completely different than, hey, let's just end an industry that creates the jobs and, and is what ninety six percent of our livelihood is based on and our everyday life. And it's just a, a new level of platitude. So Uh, To kind of summarize and and, and really validate what you two are talking about, I do think there is more than enough evidence to say the 2020 election is going to be the year of platitudes versus realities because Trump now has four years to say this is my reality. This is what I've done for the last four years. Here's what the media headlines have said I've done, but this is what I've actually done. So you can vote for me. Or you can vote for Fantasyland over there. I'm telling you, that's how it's going to go.
2: Right, right. It's just dangerous. I mean, you nailed it. Some of the things that they're stating that they want to do or their agenda, it's you can't take those things back. They've publicly said it. It's there. <clears throat> and that's, you know, as career politicians, that's crazy for me to think that they would take that approach. But they did. <laughs>
1: You know, uh, humans love stories. We, we love the car, car crash. We love the drama. Go to, a dinner, yeah. go to a dinner party sometime and say, you know, life's fine. World's going great. Nobody will talk to you. In fact, they probably even get upset at you and say, how could you say something so lukewarm? Come on, something's got... <laughs> so, I mean, I, I look at it and, and I'm saying, you know what? The Democrats are pretty desperate right now to go to these lengths and to grab children and to use children to say, if, if you don't believe us, these children are going to die, I think that shows how desperate they are. They're really reaching. There's oh, yeah. no doubt about it. Well, what, any final thoughts, guys? Any things we left out? We should probably mention what you guys do for a living out there. I mean, appreciate, you know, you guys. See, you guys deal with so many companies that are out and around the industry that there are so many people in the industry they get lost for the trees in the forest, if you will. They get so sucked up in their day-to-day, they don't know what's going on in the outside world. So uh, talk to people about what you guys do for a living and, and how you help out the industry.
0: Well, we uh, we are a industrial insulation company, but not only that, we're uh, your specialties company. Uh, we do insulation, scaffolding, uh, shoring, steam trace, heat trace, electric trace, uh, any kind of trace you can think of. Uh, steel buildings, supply, erection, um, asbestos abatement, lead abatement, uh, sandblasting, coatings. Um, we we try to offer a turn a turnkey option out there to take care of all those issues, and uh, we uh, not only do any, everything in the uh, oil side of things, but we also do it uh, on the just power generation in general, uh, and uh, then. Dabble into the paper, paper and pulp, uh, breweries, food processing, um, all of those things that need this energy in, industry to keep them alive as well.
2: Just like the oil and gas refineries, power plants, tank batteries. I mean, yeah, like you said, we got our foot in a little bit of everything, which is great because we hear various various things out there. It keeps us uh, on our toes.
1: Well, that's why I love talking to guys like you, because, I mean, like I said, it's so easy to get caught up in your own day-to-day that, um, you know, when you can go to the cafe and hear what's going on in different areas of town and different industry, that's kind of what it's like, you know, people like to know that, what's going on in different areas and not only in different parts of the country, but different parts of industry as well, because the oil and gas industry is so, so tight and so connected, and the communities are that way, and they actually do have such a big responsibility that goes unsung because the light switch does need to come on. Hey, you know what? Those protesters need to protest. And without the energy industry and the oil and gas industry, they couldn't protest. That's that that's, that's how little respect they get. They don't even get respect from the people. Anyway, sorry. See, soapbox again. <laughs>
2: that, was, that was nailed. And I'd like to
1: add, we do a lot of podcasts with Jason. so. <laughs> All right, well, all right, you guys social media the whole deal, so uh, make sure people know how to get in touch with you and to socialize with you.
0: Yeah. Hey, one last thing before you let us go uh, skimming through Rolling Stones. It looks like there is a 2015 study that they cited towards getting towards the bottom of it here, and they're blaming it on radon. And you know what? Radon's an issue everywhere. If there's uranium underground, there's radon. In fact, there's a big issue in Wyoming that we have to have vents in the bottom of our houses and have radon inspections when you buy or sell a house because uranium's in the ground. So uh, it's there whether we're drilling or not. There's a little piece.
1: Yeah, I did see that as well, and I, I did kind of discount that for the same same regard. In North Dakota, we've got uh, radon and, and arsenic, and we've got problems on the western side of the state. That's why the dinosaurs are so well-preserved on the western side of the state and why the, the water tables are so bad, and we've had to invest millions and millions of dollars into a water treatment system out in western North Dakota, because it is. And that was long before that the the uh, uh, shale revolution started. This has been a problem out there for a long time. So um, g- thank you for bringing that up because I, I did I did make a mental note of that, but I did forget it. It was from the I think Pennsylvania was it or University of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania DQ or uh, EPA. Yeah, and that study has been pretty much discontinued or questioned to the tune of. Uh, do you remember the show Gasland when that came out, where they took a uh, lighter and put it underneath the faucet and lit the water on fire? I recall that. that well, I about, that was one of my favorite ones. I'm going to use that. Yeah. Anyway, you can do that and pretty much. Uh, well, not pretty much, but in a lot of rural areas, you can do that. Uh, it has to do with the methane being built up from the well, and and that's that's not you know, isolated to shale play USA. Again, that's been happening back that that's a parlor trick back in the fifties for crying out loud. So um I, I do that that's what I mean. I when I skimmed through it I saw a lot of the science was kind of loose science and everything along those lines. Certainly not enough to call it definitive science to do an article like this that has already had the ripple in effect like we talked about earlier, the Texas standard. and Now you know local newspapers are going out and they're interviewing all the oil and gas people and doing the, you know, put putting the county commissioners up against the wall based on this Rolling Stone article because hey, if the Rolling Stone said it, it's good enough to go, right? So, yeah. um, <laughs> they picked a good magazine to put it in. There's no doubt about that. Well, it's certainly one if you want to re- if you want to reach the progressive youth. You do that in SNL. I mean, those are those are the two leaders for the last 50 years, um, still are, you know, for the most part. Yeah, they're not the same that they used to be, but they're enough to get that kickstart going through social media and et because, you know, after this, they'll probably, you know, there'll be SNL skits, and then there'll be, I don't know, professional wrestlers, and then there'll be probably, you know, Fox will do something, too. Who knows? Um, anyway, that's, that's me again, just continuing on with my diet tribe of verbal diarrhea here. It was very informative to say the least, Jason. Sometimes, you know, it just falls off the cart pretty quick, you know? It's just it, it's going so well and then I just keep talking. <laughs> anyway. All right. It's all, right. We uh, all right, gentlemen, well, let's uh we'll talk again soon, okay? Sounds